0: Welcome to Full Rigor a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'd like to give a big shout out and thank you to one of my Full Rigger fans. She says she's a huge fan, Stephanie Spivak, who messaged me on my Full Rigger podcast Instagram page about the Jessica Lunsford case. She says she's curious about it because Jessica was buried near her sister, who also died at a very young age. They're both buried at Fountains Memorial Park Cemetery in Homosassa, Florida. That's a rural town about 75 miles north of Tampa. But that's Jessica's final resting place. First, she was abducted from her own bed, raped over a period of several days, and buried alive in her attacker's backyard. Here's what happened according to this Florida judge who reflected on the Lunsford rape and murder in 2017 before a judicial committee.
1: Jessica Lunsford in 2005, and that was a rash of kidnappings, sexual assaults, and murders of children throughout the country. She lived in Florida. She lived with her dad, Mark Lunsford, who I've gotten to know very well. He worked for the city. He drove a truck. She's asleep in her house. In the middle of the night, an intruder comes in and kidnaps her and takes her to his house. He put her in a closet and he took her out from time to time when he wanted to abuse her. And it was over a period of days. He did a lot of bad things to Jessica Lunsford. When he learned that the police was after him, he told her what he was gonna do to her. And that's what he did. He tied her up with an extension cord and he put her in trash bags and he buried her alive. She was nine when that happened to her. I guess she'd be 21 now. Because of her uh, and what happened to her and who the perpetrator was, because he lived in Georgia and he moved to Florida and he was a sex offender registered in Georgia, child sex offender, imagine that. cross state lines, nobody knew who he was, didn't register and thus Jessica Lunsford ended up being another victim of somebody who preyed on kids. I'm glad we added to the Adam Walsh Child Safety Act the requirement that if you're a sex offender and you're registered, you change states, you got to register again, or it's another federal offense.
0: So that's Judge Poe, and just one part of his recollection is incorrect. Jessica's dad was not home on the night she was abducted from her bed. He was at his girlfriend's house, but he lived with... His mom, So she was there watching over the nine-year-old. Well, not so well. And as for the Adam Walsh story, remember he was abducted from a mall in Hollywood and raped and murdered. He was decapitated. They found his head, but not his body. John Walsh is his dad. I've got a podcast on that whole thing and the Adam Walsh Safety Act. And then also I interviewed his brother, Cal Walsh, who's the director of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Check out both those podcasts. So the suspect, John Evander Cooey, he was a 47-year-old convicted sex offender, and he gave a confession to detectives, but also he told them that he wanted to consult a lawyer, and this was a problem because he wasn't given the opportunity to do so. He had fled to Georgia after the rape and murder of Jessica Lunsford, and that's where he was apprehended. And they couldn't seat a jury in Citrus County, where Homosassa is. So that's where the murder happened. The trial was moved to Miami. Now, there was plenty of evidence. Jessica's blood was found on Cooey's bed, mixed with his DNA. Her fingerprints were found in his closet where he kept her and took her out on and off to rape her. And then the nine year old, her body was lifted from the ground, wrapped in two trash bags. Her fingers were poking through the plastic when they found her corpse. She had been buried alive in a kneeling position. Now, investigators eventually learned of Cooey's existence and record and asked his sister for permission to search the house, and she agreed because he was living with his sister. And they found blood on his mattress, and as I said, the crime lab matched the blood to Jessica's and found it was mixed with Cooey's semen, matched his DNA. Now, when detectives tracked Cooey down in Georgia... As he took off from Florida after the murder, he admitted to breaking into the Lunsford home early February 24th, 2005 and slipping into Jessica's bedroom and ordering her to follow him through a window to his bedroom so he wouldn't wake his sister and so she would know he was bringing a young child in. There he said he assaulted her, keeping her captive in his closet before forcing her into the garbage bags. She knew she was going to die because he told her. And into a grave in his backyard. He said, I went out there one night, dug a hole and put her in it. I buried her alive and she clawed to get out of that bag. He said it was his idea to put her beloved stuffed animal, it was a dolphin, in her arms. He said, I thought it would make her feel more better. Yeah, it's going to make her feel more better that you're burying her alive after raping her for days. So the confession of Cooey, who was charged with the kidnapping, rape, and murder of nine-year-old Jessica Lunsford, was not admissible in court. But the discovery of her body could be used, according to the judge. He said that the confession was a profound violation of one of the most bedrock principles of criminal law. Cooey had told detectives... He kidnapped, raped, and murdered the girl, so that was inadmissible, but he also told them where to find the body, and that was admissible. The prosecutor's opening statement informed the jury that DNA and other forensic evidence like fingerprints would show that Cooey, a convicted sex offender, took the third grader and her stuffed dolphin toy and buried her alive.
2: She was put in two plastic bags with her dolphin, put in a hole, and there in the dark with only the dolphin, she suffocated The evidence will show that the one man responsible for all of these acts
0: is sitting right there. He was referring to John Evander Cooey, who wasn't the brightest bulb in the box. He had like a room temperature IQ. Jessica's father, Mark, cleaned up and changed his image before testifying. He usually wore a leather jacket, a ball cap, and he had a long ponytail. Instead, he wore a gray suit and tie, and he told the jury how he came home early the next morning after spending the night at his girlfriend's house, and he heard Jessica's alarm clock ringing.
2: I heard Jesse's alarm going off. Uh, I went to my room. I got ready for work. Her alarm was still going off, which was very unusual. So I opened up her bedroom door. When you opened the door to Jesse's bedroom that morning, what did you see? Uh, Jesse was gone.
0: Wow, that's any parent's worst nightmare to go into your child's bedroom the next morning and they're not there. Can you imagine? And again, the convicted sex offender with a lengthy record, Cooey, who was 48 at the time, was accused of snatching Jessica from her bedroom in the early morning hours of February 24th, 2005, sexually assaulting her for days and then burying her in two trash bags. He knotted them, one at the head and one at the feet. Can you imagine she's alive in there holding her dolphin? Tied up.
2: Some of these people can be fighters and some of them can't. There's no comparison to how anybody who would commit a crime like that, if he dies, how he dies, does not compare to uh, his
0: victims. So Jessica's little body was found about three weeks after she was abducted and murdered. It was behind the house that Cooey shared with his sister and only 150 yards from her house. If you don't think that bad things can happen to your child, even when they're under your own roof or or within feet of your own house, you're wrong. Her arms were bound at the wrist with speaker wire and her prized purple dolphin that her father had won at the fair just days before was placed in her grasp. I mean, it's just stomach turning. She hadn't been shot. She hadn't been strangled. She hadn't been stabbed. She hadn't been beaten. She smothered to death inside the plastic garbage bags under a pile of dirt. Here's what the defense attorney told the jury.
1: Look closely at things. Look closely at the evidence. Don't just look at the picture the state wants to paint.
0: So Cooey's assistant public defender, Daniel Lewin, began making a case that his client was not eligible for the ultimate sentence, the death penalty, because he was mentally challenged. And under Florida law, mentally challenged defendants cannot be executed. His attorney said to get those statements, they took advantage of John Cooey's mental illness. They took advantage of his retardation.
1: If John Cooey, given the horrible nature of this crime, doesn't get the death penalty because of brain scans, then you're going to be seeing a lot of brain scans and a whole lot of mental impairment discussions in every capital case from now
0: on. After two and a half weeks of tedious jury selection, the trial, which was moved to Miami after a failed attempt to find an impartial jury in nearby Lake County, moved at a brisk pace. The first witness was Sharon Armstrong, a friend of Jessica's grandparents. She was sobbing after recounting the last day she took Jessica to her weekly Bible class she says she was teaching the girl sign language. And after dropping her off at home, back at her mobile home, where the third grader lived with her father and his parents, Jessica turned around and signed, I love you to her. So, that is her lasting image of a child who was taken too soon of her signing, I love you. You can't unring that bell.
2: In the circuit court of the 11th Judicial Circuit of the State of Florida in and for Miami Dade County, change of venue from the Fifth Circuit, Citrus County. State of Florida versus Johnny Vander Cooey, case number 2005, CF 298.
1: There is no justification for taking another life. But a life recommendation from y'all is still punishment, it is the rest of his life in prison after the evidence i'm confident that if you go back and you apply a lot to the facts and the tragic circumstances of his life growing up and how he was treated and how his cries for help were ignored that you'll find it in your heart to recommend a life sentence for mr pewey and i thank you given the aggravating circumstances that apply in this case with regard to this defendant that death is the appropriate recommendation
0: fortunately Ultimately, Cooey did get death. A majority of the jury, by a vote of 10 to 2, advise and recommend to the court that it impose the death penalty upon Johnny Vander Cooey for the murder of Jessica Marie Lunsford. You're like, come on, Karen, isn't there any good news in this whole sad, awful saga? Well, there is. The Jessica Lunsford Act was passed, and at least 19 other states have since adopted some version of Florida's Jessica Lunsford Act, which requires school districts to investigate the backgrounds of all contractors who work on school sites. No one knows if they ever met, but Cooey was a Mason's assistant at Jessica's elementary school. So chances are he saw her or even met her. The Florida law also requires convicted sex offenders to register their addresses in person twice a year with their local sheriff's office to allow law enforcement to better track those who fail to comply. And also, the Adam Walsh Safety Act makes sure that if you go from one state to another, you register in the new state. Now, as hundreds of officials searched for Jessica, they had no clue that this guy Cooey lived across the street until he hopped a bus to Georgia 11 days after her disappearance. Though he was convicted of trying to assault a girl in Kissimmee in 1991, he had failed to register his new address when he moved in with his sister. So John Evander Cooey was eventually convicted of Jessica's murder, and he was sentenced to death. And while he was awaiting execution for her kidnapping, rape, and burial in 2005, he died of natural causes rather than a needle in his arm. Cooey was 51. He'd been ill for some time. He died at a Jacksonville hospital, according to the Department of Corrections. And they said it wasn't a surprise. The specifics of his death were not given because federal law protects the privacy of hospital patients, HIPAA. But Jessica's grandmother, Ruth Lunsford, who's 77, said in a telephone interview that she didn't feel bad about Cooey's death. She said he murdered my granddaughter. He didn't show any mercy to my granddaughter. She said, "God took control of it. He took him out of this world, and I am not crying, honey. If my legs and feet would hold up, I'd go out and shout all over Citrus County There is some discrepancy whether Cooey died in the hospital or in his cell, but Jessica's dad Mark says, when he heard he was dead, he was very happy
2: Well, you know, I'm, it was kind of it was a big surprise, most definitely I got a call. Uh, from the prison system. They wanted to let me know that uh, that, that John Cui was found dead in his cell. And uh, the autopsy hadn't been done yet, but they would uh, let me know uh, as soon as it was. And it was just, you know, it was a little overwhelming. It made, made my day very exciting. You know, I don't know if exciting is the right word. Maybe uh, I was just really pumped. I realized that, okay, John Cui's dead. So what? There's still 600,000 more.
0: 600,000 sex offenders in the United States.
2: There's over 4 million people in the state of Florida trading child porn.
0: The crime prompted many states to pass laws named for Jessica that imposed restrictions on sex offenders, including tougher penalties and registration requirements. Florida's version also bans them and others convicted of serious crimes from being anywhere around school grounds. So Cooey would not have even had a job at her elementary school. In fact, Cooey died just one month before the Florida Supreme Court was set to hear his automatic appeal. He had an IQ of 78 that is slightly above the level generally considered mentally disabled. But the judge rejected an argument by his lawyer that he couldn't legally be prosecuted. Cooey spent much of his time during his 2007 trial drawing in color books He looked straight ahead as the circuit judge, Rick Howard, told him that he should be executed. And Jessica's father teared up as he was listening to the judge. And he said that, skip all these appeals, take your punishment, stand up like a man.
2: I hope you hear her cries as you try to sleep at night. I hope you see the tears run down her face when she asked you to go home. I hope you spend the rest of your life in fear of death you will never hurt another child again. Judge Howard, speaking for myself, for my community and the nation, I plead with you to accept the recommendation of the jury for death as presented to you by the jury 10 to two, and a vote of 12 for four guilty verdicts, and to remember the words of a wise old black man, In Taravis, it's just too heavy, Your Honor. It's too heavy for mercy.
0: Cooey had also previously been convicted of exposing himself to a five-year-old girl in 1991. His criminal record also included 24 burglary arrests and carrying a concealed weapon. And Judge Poe, who detailed the story of the Jessica Lunsford murder at the beginning of the podcast, explains that we have an epidemic on our hands.
1: We can talk about drug offenders and thieves and all of that kind of stuff, but we build prisons for people who hurt kids. That's why we build prisons. And now, because of trafficking, something we didn't even talk about in 2006 when this bill was passed, that uh, we have more of an issue of making sure we protect our most valuable resource, kids.
0: Protect the kids. Don't kill the child. My heart goes out to any parent whose child is missing, or who was found raped and murdered. It's just unthinkable.
2: It's just too heavy, Your Honor. It's too heavy for mercy.
0: And on that note, I'd like to send you to my Full Rigor podcast Instagram page. You can message me there if you have any ideas for an upcoming episode that you'd like me to investigate. Also, give me five stars, download, subscribe. That wraps up Full Rigor. Thanks so much for listening.